Hi there. Thank you for joining us on the Redeemer Church Podcast. Here at Redeemer, we exist to see Christ exalted in our church, community, and world. It is our mission to lead people into the presence of God, devotion to His Word, authentic fellowship with others, and discovering their ministry. We hope this podcast is just one of the ways you connect to God's presence this week. Let's check out this week's message. I'm going to get this right. Good afternoon. (laughs) Sorry, I said good morning to a lot of you at the front door earlier. Good afternoon. It is good to be with you in worship today. And hello to many of you with us online right now. I know so many are traveling this time of year. Thanks for tuning in and, and being with us. It's good to be with you. Uh, And I'm just so glad to see all the kids in service. Normally, we release all of our kiddos to go to kids' worship. I'm glad that you all are in here. I'm going to keep my sermon to about 32 minutes today, kiddos, so we'll get you out of here quickly. A few weeks ago, I started talking with you about Christmas carols and how when you actually stop and think about what we sing, it can be quite awkward and weird and strange and odd. And I use the example of, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And so you picture these people knocking on your door tonight, caroling in your neighborhood, and they sing, we wish you a Merry Christmas a couple of times. And when it gets weird is when they say, now bring us some figgy pudding. Because who has figgy pudding? Who knows what figgy pudding even is? I do. I looked up the ingredients, and it's disgusting. (laughs) But when you tell the people on your porch, I don't have any figgy pudding, and I don't have time or any interest in making some, Then they sing back to you, we won't go until we get some. (laughs) And so rather than leaving your porch, you're calling the police. You're in this hostage situation now over a bowl of pudding. I also shared a few weeks ago about the child, this little child shivering in the cold. You remember this? Who brings him silver and gold? The kid needs a blanket. A couple more for you today. Do you all like this song, Mary, Did You Know? I liked it for a couple of times, and then it's all they play on the radio, but they sing, did you know your baby boy would one day rule the nations? I just picture Mary saying, yeah, I know, the angel told me. And then there's, he sees you when you're sleeping. I don't like that. <laughs> he knows when you're awake. This, this makes me uncomfortable. Did you know that the original lyrics of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas are not that merry at all? You can go look this up. The original lyrics are Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It might be your last. (laughs) I'm serious. I know that's awful. And have you ever paused and thought about that ninth day of Christmas? On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me nine ladies dancing. If your marriage means anything to you, it's just not a good idea. The last one I'll mention today is the little drummer boy. So I picture Mary, this young lady, she's exhausted from all of her travels and even more exhausted from labor and delivery, and she finally has Jesus asleep in his crib. And how many of y'all know you don't wake a sleeping baby? She's tiptoeing around, doesn't want to wake up the Messiah. And here comes this boy. And this boy thinks to himself, I know what this young new mother needs. 
a drum solo. And he does something like this. Hit it, Edison. Baby Jesus isn't asleep anymore. <laughs> Edison, I've always wanted to co-preach with you. That was awesome, bud. Thank you. Looking at these lyrics has been fun this Advent season. There's really nothing funny about the lyrics to O Holy Night. The lyrics to O Holy Night are spectacular in every way, and they have inspired our journey through this Advent season. So far, we have focused on the lyrics. Truly, He has taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. Today, briefly, I would like us to focus on this lyric Let all within us praise his holy name. From Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and rightfully so, they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. The most spectacular story, the birth of the Messiah. And I want to draw your attention this afternoon back to verse 20, where we see the shepherd's response. The shepherds glorified and praised God for all the things they had heard and seen. They glorified and praised God. Why? Because he came. Because he was one of us. He put on skin and he came to dwell with us. They glorified and praised God because it's now togetherness, it's communion, it's intimacy with the living God. This is the gospel. This is Christmas. Emmanuel, God is with us. This last Tuesday during staff prayer, uh, Pastor Garland Tackett led our, our team in prayer that morning. And during our time of reading and reflection and prayer, hearing God's Word, Garland put a chair right in the middle of the room, and this really moved me. He told us 
Picture literally, physically, Jesus sitting in this chair. Think about what he looks like. What is he wearing? What is his posture? What are his features? And as I sat there in this time of prayer, led by Garland, I I started really picturing Jesus in the chair, and it moved me deeply. I mean, we can always picture his presence with us, but I needed a powerful reminder that day of God's omnipresence. Perhaps what's lacking at times is my awareness of his presence. Maybe you can relate. Here's a story of someone who was acutely aware of God's presence. July of 1989, the World Congress on Evangelism gathered together in Manila, the capital city of the Philippines. Organized by the Billy Graham Foundation, hundreds and hundreds of missionaries and pastors gathered together to share their strategies on evangelism. Evangelism. Testimonies were also shared. And one was the testimony of a Chinese believer Years before, he shared that he was imprisoned for his faith. His situation was horrendous in every way. He was separated from his family. He was locked up in a dark cell. He was completely isolated from others. And he felt demeaned as a human being. His daily assignment was to clean the sewers of the prison. And that day in his testimony, he shared that one time he was standing knee-deep in human waste when he began to sing the following hymn, which you may recognize today, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Even in the midst of this repulsive work and against the stench of the sewer that day, he had a song that he sang. Now, we could rightfully wonder, how could this man and how could any of us, if we were in his position, how how could we have a song to sing to God in that kind of scenario? He sang because he knew that he knew that he knew that he knew that God's presence was there. He sang because he sensed the Lord right in his midst, the presence of God giving and offering hope in utter darkness. We know this prophecy from Isaiah 9-6, and you heard it earlier from Garrison. Thank you, Garrison, for doing that. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We know this prophecy tells us about who Jesus is and what Jesus is about, what he came to accomplish. He's counselor, he's wise, he's mighty. He represents our Father in heaven, who, by the way, is all about adoption. He gives you the right, it says in John 1, call upon his name. He gives you the right to become sons and daughters of God. This is the message that Jesus came to deliver. Jesus, the embodiment of peace. And I like those titles at the end of that verse, but I want to draw your attention back to the front end of this passage. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son 
is given. Jesus was not born unto only Mary and Joseph, but unto us, unto you, unto me, unto all of humanity, past, present, and future. Unto us, Emmanuel. I'm looking at a lot of people who have heard the Christmas story before. Some of you have heard this story more times than you could count. And this time of year, it's highlighted, of course. But I encourage you this Christmas, hear this story once again. Let it sink into your core. With the help of the Holy Spirit, hear this story this year in a new and profound way. Let it come, let it come alive in your mind. Think about those shepherds and their response. They glorified and praised God because of all they had seen and all they had heard. I'm asking you today, think about the landscape of your life. How many years have you been walking with Jesus? How many things have you heard? How many things have you seen? Dwell on those and reflect on those this Christmas day as you do. May we be like those shepherds and represent this last lyric, this Advent season, all within us, all within us. Praise His holy name. Amen. We get to keep tradition here at Redeemer by lighting candles and singing Silent Night. So you can find the candle that you brought in. And as we light these candles today, I, I want you to watch as the light spreads throughout the sanctuary today. And think about how the light of Christ should spread throughout our neighborhoods, throughout our workplaces, throughout our schools, kiddos, throughout your classrooms, throughout our city and beyond. And we are the, the carriers of this light. Quite literally, the Bible says that God is making His appeal to the world through us. We carry this light into our world. I also invite you to remember the time in your life that you did not know the light of Christ and that you were walking in darkness, but because of love, grace, mercy, and God's desire to have a relationship with you, He revealed the light of His salvation. What a gift. One little logistic, and kids, check in if you're not listening. One little logistic, hold the lit candle up and let your neighbor tip their candle into the light and light their candle that way. Because if you tip the lit candle, you'll be giving the gift of hot wax to your neighbor this Christmas. And that's just not, that's not kind. Let's enjoy watching the light spread in this place. Let's enjoy this song and these lyrics. Let's enjoy doing this with one another. Let's enjoy the very presence of God. Once again, thank you for listening to the Redeemer Church Podcast. To stay connected with all that God is doing here at Redeemer, you can visit RedeemerTulsa.org or find us on Facebook or Instagram. Have a blessed week.